Don't look so excited. <laughs> right, we're, <laughs> what are we going to talk ladies. about? Ladies. Oh, so. oh we what's are? up? Oh, God. How's it going? Oh, great. Howdy. Did you bring topics? I didn't bring topics. You, you were supposed to bring, bring topics. topics. Oh, there's, there's, just just, there's so many topics. Right. I guess we should talk about the topic of preparedness. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't teach that in high school. <laughs> Today's lesson, preparedness. <laughs> oh, that's We've been talking about this for a month. Today on Casually Explains. <laughs> okay, so tell me, how did you guys come up with wanting to start this podcast? Was it just Joe Rogan? This is way too deep. Way, way too deep. Kidding, no. uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it was TP's idea. Well, what were no, we talking about? We we, some you mentioned of... it, and I had been thinking about it. And I was like, I've actually been thinking about mm-hmm. proposing that or whatever, and then we talked about it. So it was, it was a, joint, a joint idea, I think. But for me, it was mainly, it looked fun. Yeah. And Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Speaking of, do you see his Edward Snowden the... one? No, is that? Yeah, he has Edward Snowden on his, well, live, like, uh, through, um, like, FaceTime or whatever. But I saw that. I haven't watched it yet. It's really good. Yeah. Well, it scary. was, like, how they spy on you through your phone, right? Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, and I saw that, and I was like, I don't need to know this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty scary. Ignorance yeah. is bliss. Yeah, it's it's sketch but it was really good but yeah that was he was a influence i don't really i guess i see h3h occasionally but i don't really see it just reminds me of talk radio too it's basically the same thing i love talk radio i do too i don't you don't listen to talk radio yeah rush limbaugh yeah i like rush i I watch podcasts talk radio is mostly politics at this point there are there are a couple others. There's a uh, there's a couple tech guys that come on in the evening mm-hmm. on 670. They also have Idaho's Money Show. I like listening to that. Uh, I like listening to the Dave Ramsey show because he just calls yeah. people stupid all the time. <laughs> it's like, I wish I could get paid to say that. Yeah, he literally, people come on. Granted, they do say stupid stuff and do stupid stuff. But, it, you know, it always goes, yeah, I bought a brand new BMW S-Class and... Uh, I can't afford it. Why what am I, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, oh, well, what kind of job do you have? I work at McDonald's. And it's like, oh, well, you're stupid. Yeah, so, so I've actually yeah. had this conversation with people at work. What is it about our culture today that prevents people from making wise financial choices, especially with all this information that sits out on the internet? The amount of choices we have and the availability. If you See, think... So you think it's just a choice? Yeah. There's so too many of them? If you think about 50, even 60, 50, 60 years ago, like, they didn't have internet. Yeah. They they had f- phones. Yes. Like a rotary dial. Yeah. yeah. Like, very basic phone Scary. service. Thank you, Ma Bell. Like, you know, they, they didn't Not have, you know, flat screen TVs, video games. You know, it, like... Those Nintendos. Yeah, the Nintendos. Um, they... <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> There's just, like, a plethora of things that we have now that we consider, like, necessities that really didn't exist then. I don't, I, you know, so. I think we're not prepared as well as they were back then, partially, though. I think we're not educated about it. Like, it is accessible, but, I mean, there's a lot of things accessible on the internet, but it doesn't mean people go looking so, for So do you think it's, like, a learn trait? Like, our parents aren't I just doing think it's a it? lack of... Oh, like, it's a lack of discipline. That too. That's a, something our our generation kind of struggles with. <clears throat> Not Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the thing a lot but, of generations struggle with, though. Yeah. But 
I think because like you'd have um, in schools like home ec and other like non-directly quote-unquote school focused classes um, and so I think it's partially just we're not I mean it, it definitely is there's a discipline aspect to it but I do think part of it is we're not given like the general tools is that like our education's fault or our parents fault both I think it's kind of I think it comes from it's it lopsided from because when you would supposedly teach people this stuff you have no money so like junior high high school college That's your true. ability to make financial choices is pretty limited because you're probably still getting an allowance or yeah allowance uh, oh for some of those <laughs> some of those people right um but once you actually do get you know money you graduate from college there's no further education there's no mechanism in our culture to tell people that now you've got money here's how you should spend it i mean yeah. it's mm-hmm. yeah, i got taught too early is what you're saying it doesn't like it doesn't it doesn't fit necessarily doesn't resonate it does there's no way to build on it unless you can it figure out a way that you have yeah. a, your junior high stuff apply and it just keeps going through college yeah i guess the greatest example of that would be uh student loan crisis but that's a whole other yeah so do you think student loans how should i phrase this phrase this people are willing to go into lots of debt for student loans so it makes that being a norm Mm -hmm. makes debt less scary to people oh yeah i think if if it because of course the the student loans don't really impact you until you graduate right Mm -hmm. so there's there's no immediate pain to having to sign papers that say that you're in debt yeah well and a lot of schools like the people pitch colleges you're investing in yourself and so yeah. you know, well this is money that i'm investing into my future and everybody's doing it and then that helps like lessen the blow so you mm-hmm. went to the gcu orientation back in high school right did you fly yeah. down there oh uh, yeah you did okay uh-huh. so what was that like with regards to like the financial aspect, because I'm assuming it's, it was it's a, a private it was school. A, it was a campus tour. It was a campus tour. It was. Okay. It wasn't focused because uh, we, like later on, our uh, advisor went over the financials with us, but the, the orientation, quote unquote, the Discover GCU's was uh, is what it's called, uh, was just like come check out campus, come check out the classrooms, come check out whatever. Pointing interesting. Fix your mic. <clears throat> I didn't know if you wanted me to move it in or out. Just move. Just, we just gotta make sure we hear you. Your beautiful voice. Oh, please don't eat it. Those are the worst. Those, <laughs> yeah. The people you join, they're like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I should yeah. do that now. Oh, God, oh, that's funny. Don't. It's so annoying. Okay, so you did a campus tour. Yeah. It seemed to be pretty successful, though, right? And a lot of people that actually. Have you seen that campus? Is is it nice? Yeah. It is. It was real smart on their part because they'd like fly you down. They give you a tour around campus, like, these are the facilities, blah, 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 here's the classroom, and then you stay there for the night. But no financial stuff. No. Interesting. It's it's for, they're advertising the school. Of course. And that's why it went, largely because it's, like, they advertise, it's like, this free little fun. It was free, though, too, Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and you get to come play They flew you down there? Yeah. Wow. Um, And so that's why, at the time, I wasn't wasn't even, like, I was like, I don't know where I'm going to go. But I was like, all my friends are going down here. It's basically, you know, a short vacation. Absolutely. Like, I'm out. Like, yeah, I'm going. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to go here, but it's smart on their part. Because you get down there, it's a really nice campus, and you go, oh, man, 
place is pretty. But it does have that private college tuition, right? It's it's not. Yeah, but they offered enough scholarships that it was about the same price as Boise State. Interesting. So that's assuming I'm smart enough. So that's the problem. That's assuming what? I'm smart enough to get the scholarships. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, they also paid us just for going to Cole. Yeah. For four years. Oh, really? Yeah, they had a scholarship, a Christian school scholarship that you get paid. Wow. A certain amount per or per year that you of high school that you went to a Christian college. And that okay. was one of the biggest ones because I'm not that smart. So I didn't get a huge like monetary boost just because of my grades. Okay. So. But yeah, I, I think that from the college standpoint that the the financial stuff, it doesn't affect them. Whether or not you pay or not doesn't really affect their ability to generate income. Yeah. So I think there's there's not really an incentive to control costs. I mean, we all know college is a racket anyways. If they oh, yeah. they should be able to fly, you know, a bunch of people down if they're charging 800 bucks for a English 101 class. is drowning in money because of all of their online because they're the largest online school. Oh yeah, online. School. So everybody on mm-hmm. on ground benefited hugely. Yeah. Um, cuz the school really it was small, but in reality it's super huge just because of all the stuff online. Mm-hmm. And so that is how they they basically threw money to get people because they were trying to grow their on ground campus and that's why they basically would throw money at you like hey please come here yeah here you go we can do this because we have a bajillion people online across the country that are taking classes from us so so then from high school then there really wasn't any uh, financial advice given when you were picking out all these colleges yeah. right is that your take Tristan not not that I remember. Other than fill out all the do all the scholarships that you can you can that was like the one thing they said fill out your FAFSA yeah and get no money from it you got twelve dollars what are you talking about you got twelve bucks <laughs> how did you get twelve dollars oh man FAFSA is a scam they just want all your info oh they they just need duplicates like, have you here, seen how here. efficient the government is I mean they even probably they take all that FAFSA info it. they're like oh we should update this. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh. Um, so that's, I think, the the biggest problem is that there, the people that should be knowledgeable about this, the the adults, are not telling the kids how to be financially solvent, and it just keeps getting perpetuated on these like a generational scale, right? Yeah, I would say that that's fair. So that's why we have all those hilarious things on Dave Ramsey that you get to watch on Yeah, YouTube. that's true. Well, when you think about it, like every generation or, or like every group of people, I guess every generation was the right way to phrase that, has their like family that was horrible with money. Right. Like I'm sure you've hung out with your grandparents and they've talked about their one family friend that had to buy everything and is broke now living <laughs> in the poor house, but yeah, well, it happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think there's much, much coaching. I think what you said about there not being any coaching or teaching with like actual like risk involved, because like I took, I did take personal finance in high school, and it it's definitely helped me. But if I had a job and was managing money while I was taking that class, it would have meant a lot more to me because yeah. I was just like, Oh yeah, money. 
don't spend more than you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I wasn't dealing with any kind of credit wasn't dealing with any kind of, you know, weekly income, weekly or biweekly. So. So do you think it has something to do with our American culture? Like, is this oh. something that's only affecting us or is it like a problem in Europe, Asia? I mean, Europe I... for their schools, so they don't really have that problem. Yeah. I actually have no idea what other countries' debt situation is like, but I think that our our uh, Western culture <laughs> definitely uh, plays into our money problems because, you know. Because, at least from my perspective, the American culture is very focused on the individual and it kind of perpetuates as, well, you're 18, you should be able to move out and do all this great stuff. Whereas in other cultures are like, a, let's tap the brakes here. You, you probably shouldn't be moving out at 18. There's, I think with that mindset of being a, a build yourself up, you're the mm-hmm. one that really can choose your destiny. You don't have to worry about anything else. Kind of feeds into that notion of, well, I shouldn't really have to ask advice. I should be able to do it on my own. I, yeah. I, I don't need to ma- manage money. I can mm-hmm. all I s- pull my bootstraps and figure it out. I suffer from that for sure because yeah. I didn't want um, – so going to a Christian school, I'm, I'm well, you, we went to the same school. I'm sure you guys heard it too from people outside the school. It's like, oh, you went to a private Christian school. Your parents did everything for you. Yeah, your parents are um, rich. You're loaded. Yeah, yeah. and um, – while my parents would probably fit into the upper middle class category, I guess not humble brag, um, but stop laughing, TP. Weird flex, but okay. I, I'm trying to <laughs> trying to set the scene that. here, um, but a lot of our parents aren't stupid wealthy, paying for all of our way, you know, for everything, sure. and I really wanted to make sure that my parents weren't just paying my way after I graduated because I uh, I felt the need to prove myself. And after proving myself for a few years, I really wish I would have let them, or yeah. really <laughs> wish they would have <laughs> offered to, to pay for things. But, uh, but also, I'm really proud of what I have, even if I haven't made the most perfect financial decisions. Uh, quite frankly, moving out was a horrible financial decision, so- but... What would you tell your kids then? Uh, what what kind of financial advice? Would, like at your age, like they're they're ready to go to college. What would you tell them? Move off me as long as possible. Uh, yes. Yeah, stay. Which is which is hilarious because that's exactly what my parents said. They they told me that as long as I was going to college and working, that I could live at home rent free. Um, and by live at home, that meant <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you yeah, know. Boy. Um. But yeah, it would have been rent free. I wouldn't have had to pay, you know, for food and utilities and whatnot. Just as long as I was working and going to school, which was a great offer. But I also wanted to, you know, have that sense of accomplishment, knowing that, yeah, I did all this on my own. Ha! Screw the system. And the people that told me that my parents paid for everything, which is super insulting to me. But so, do you think that? from the school standpoint that they could kind of, because you're spending like eight hours a day there. How can they like feed that into the student body on like making wise financial choices does mean relying more on 
you know, asking your parents more instead of trying to be independent. It's well, more like community wise. So something that I actually talked to my mom about um, not that long ago was uh, the student government at her school. And I wasn't a part of student government at Coal Valley, so I don't know exactly how it was run. But the student government at her high school, um, they had their own treasurer and they were responsible for managing budgets so that they could, you know, do their activities. Um, and they, as a school, would do fundraisers for their activities. Um, actually, they got to go work at Simplot. As a school, right. they got to go test French fries. And oh, Simplot paid the, uh, paid the school money for their student body activities. Okay. But they had a lot of managing actual money involved in their student government which i think is something that would be super valuable so from her perspective does she say that that works in instilling that in the students i think so i think it helped for those involved but obviously everybody's not involved in student body or student government activities um so um but i think something something like that would have been super valuable because it's like hey here's a budget you can't go over budget because it's not a situation where credit really exists i remember from uh working because for my senior project i I worked with uh colonel james in the econ class i did the it's called the economic summit and it's basically all of the public schools in the state of idaho can be treated as a country. So you get your 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 high school team together, they get assigned a country, and they have to make trades with all these other countries based on resources. Um, there's a bunch of other like small games that go along with Why it. Why didn't I know like about this? Sim. This sounds like super fun. Oh, it was it was like a sim. blast. Yeah. So, <laughs> so can you choose it. to be India? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> and no. And then get to you. and then can you get Gandhi nukes? Yes, is the real yes. question. I, yeah, I wish. Um, <laughs> We they basically had to just we got it take we got it from the uh, the people that put this on I think it's done through like Boise State the Department of Education but you get assigned all this stuff it's, it sounds kind of like like a model UN kinda. it is okay you get to do all sorts of stuff that when you make really good trades it bumps your points up mm-hmm. um yes yeah, so I did that twice. Both semesters, and it worked out really well. In the econ class, it was just, it's very fun. It's not mm-hmm. like you're, it's boring. You have to basically be bartering with all these other kids for resources. Um, why didn't you pitch it that way? Because uh, I was like 18. No, why didn't James pitch it that way? Because I would have jumped on board. Did he I not? Been up for I, that. I, I don't it remember. boring as hell from what I remember of like. I never remember it. hearing well, anything never, about I, it. I and I was in your econ class. Oh, man. That what was that was on? first period, though. Oh, yeah. Everyone was. So you know how many erasers he threw at me for falling asleep <laughs> in his class? No, but... oh, I liked Mr. Mr. James, though. He was a good guy. He's amazing. He was actually a really good teacher, too. I feel bad for yeah. sleeping through most of his classes. Here's your apology. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll forward we'll this to him. It wasn't most of them. It was, it was quite <laughs> okay. a few of them. Tristan apologizes to former teacher. <laughs> Heartfelt moment. We got to have some kind of clickbaity title, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. 
So that's, I think, one thing we could either do your student body idea or getting econ stuff, because it's not just, um, now that I'm remembering more of it, you actually had multiple teams from the same school because they're just so big. Why, why couldn't it just be part of a home ec class? You could have a, a home ec class mm -hmm. that was that's literally like like a, it, a right. role-playing environment for running your own household. It should be. Which would be very cool. That's and then than just the worksheets, because we, we would get those worksheets like, balance this budget. Yeah. You have $1,000 for the month, and it's like, make a budget. And that was like, hey, cool, here's... 300 for food, yeah, 600 for rent. Hey, done. I just did math. That's 100, so yeah. Like, yeah. 100 for utilities. Mm -hmm. You're done. I mean, you, there's certain things like SimCity. Those are really good for teaching stuff, because you can get all sorts of simulations yeah. set up. Mm -hmm. And you can just show kids the futility of running government. <laughs> yeah. But I think, like, a model household would be, or some part of home ec, because there's a lot more to, like, you know, owning your own place or renting an apartment that, like, you never learn about. And it's, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's a time management thing, too. Yeah, time management fits into it, too. But, um, model house or even you know or model un or the econ thing i think that's all all good ideas also i just don't think our school had a lot of resources for that because or people just didn't know about those things like i yeah. had i was in your econ class and i had no idea about this so yeah i think because there's there's videos of this stuff happening it's it's pretty cool yeah i remember mm -hmm. hearing about it but it never sounded like interesting like that it sounded really boring boring so i was like so there's something know. like marketing this stuff that actually is a determining factor for also something to probably consider is um you know high school was only five years four years ago for me now Man, I'm but old. i've changed a lot as a person yeah. like I'm. I very well could have th heard that and gone, "Wow, that sounds like a whole lot of not fun." And yes. my older person brain now is going, "Oh, that sounds pretty great. I'd I'd love to get together and do that." Yeah. You know. So. So maybe move the financial stuff to college. Yeah, that's kind of like part of like whatever I would like think a so, UF yeah. class or their their like general introductory class that all colleges have. I feel like. So CWI offers personal finance classes. I actually took one mm -hmm. last semester because it was uh, an easy grade. <laughs> not trying to pay more money. <laughs> yeah. Like well, throw it into one of the classes they make you take already. Mm -hmm. the, the thing is, is that's super counterintuitive to college in general. Because mm -hmm. they want you to go spend a bunch of money at their college. I mean, yeah. And they're not necessarily, I personally don't think they're concerned with your success at all yeah no so they're concerned about um, you succeeding to the point that it looks good with their numbers mm -hmm. and then they get and then after that donations like, whatever yeah. yeah well even then it depends on the school mm -hmm. like cwi doesn't care if you pass your classes at all as long as you pay for them mm -hmm. they, quite frankly i think they want you to pay for the same class over and over <laughs> um but uh but yeah, I I think I don't think college would want to teach that because it's totally counterintuitive mm -hmm. to the racket that they have going on. Because how how can you teach somebody how to manage a budget and then charge them 
three hundred bucks for a book and then another hundred dollars for their online portion of their class. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the class isn't going to change somebody's mind about that, though. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I've never taken that class, and I think the three hundred book thing is ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking into it too much, and maybe people would get some good right, use out of that. But I also think that it's not <clears throat> the people that it's going to change or it's going to affect are going to be a little inclined that way too. But at least like you're giving that knowledge out, and you're giving everybody a chance to like be like, "Hey, and pick it up and run with it." Mm-hmm. So. But there doesn't seem to be a way to effectively meet people after college, right? It, there's mm. no – if we're thinking about it from a high-level like cultural standpoint, we're not talking just about individuals doing this out. How does a city or state government keep people up to date on making good financial choices? Because after college – Basically, it's the most open you're ever going to be in your life. You're okay. yeah. your job. You don't. No. I mean, let's get into big government territory. I'm not a fan of that. Even if though wanna... it does directly correlate with how these people are going to be paying taxes in the future, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, yeah, I know why they'd be interested in it, but I don't like. There's that an interest idea, there. The idea of it, I guess, because I mean, you can have other organizations putting materials together to the same thing. I don't like the idea of the government going, hey, you need to come check this out. This or is else. required. Yeah. I don't like that. Because that's what it would turn to. I mean, they can put out studies and whatever, but mm-hmm. anything meaningful, they're going to have to be like, you have to come do this. Mm-hmm. Come take your yearly finance exam. Like, no, I don't like that. I don't. Hmm, I, I kind of like that. I can I barely guess. get my car registered yearly <laughs> on time. <laughs> yeah. uh, man. Online, bro. <laughs> Wait, you can do that online? Yeah, you can re- renew the... The plates or whatever, yeah. You do it yeah, I did that already. It was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. They charge you like three bucks for their processing fee, but it's totally Bastards. worth it. So you don't sit there for an hour or more. Uh, absolutely. Dude, the last time I went in there, because um, when I bought my handgun, my um, or before I bought it, my address on my license wasn't correct, mm-hmm. um, which didn't know that. Mine isn't either. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that that was uh, an issue. Well, um. But technically, you have correct address to buy a yes. But what if you put uh-huh. everything at that address? Like I, yes, because it's of, your been... like place of residence. Yes, it's supposed to be what's on your license. So mm-hmm. technically, your license is invalid. Yeah, hey, um, the on the it's not. Right it's not like a huge deal, but to purchase a firearm, you're you have to have the most up to date information on your license. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a good thing. But yeah, I didn't know that. that big but. But also, uh, I spent three and a half hours at the DMV waiting in line. Ew. And that was, that's when they first did the, they switched over. Oh, yeah, that was, it was, that a, was rough. It was a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, How is it that I can go get my passport done without ever having to step in an office? I just mail everything in and it just shows up. I, and it's I know. strict, too. Super strict. Parts of the government are still running like Windows 95. <laughs> hey, <laughs> don't knock those sounds. I, I love I, that. Had one of the, I had a person in my English 102 class a couple semesters ago, and she was working was it health and welfare, uh, local department, or, you know, of our state government. And she was she had just started there, and they were training her on DOS, 
systems <laughs> for certain things. And uh, what a horrible. I was terrified. Horrible. That's like the, horrible. The military just retired. Ninety five. Uh, well, but wasn't they just it? retired floppy disks. Oh, like God. a certain size floppy, floppy disks for the three point five inch floppies, or maybe the five inch ones for for like some like nuclear codes or some missile yeah. system or something because they couldn't find the parts anymore. But for them, it makes sense because it it's so outdated nobody's gonna know how to like ha like break it really well but they and, can't keep getting parts and so mm -hmm. that's what yeah that's why so they fun. have they're upgraded well i gotta imagine that that level of i mean that's essentially a technical technological dinosaur mm -hmm. is very hard to actually break into yeah like through because it's obviously not hooked up to the internet what's an ip address yeah, yeah exactly well, it's like, so it's like with manuals with cars like they're going out of style now people know how to use them and it stops becoming like a like a feature and starts becoming more like a security feature mm -hmm. like i leave my doors off my jeep and i don't care nobody's gonna steal it because like mm -hmm. less than 10 percent or whatever the heck the number is of the population even know, know how, how to, to drive, drive. It, so i mean just on uh the the not the onion subreddit the other day they had <laughs> the the like group of people attempts to steal a car and then that. abandons it after you know not knowing how to drive yeah. a manual stick shift. So I miss driving a stick shift. Hey, look this up. No, um, can you do that while it's what? running? Yeah. Can you see how what the percentages of people that know how to drive a stick? I'm pretty. Sure it's, it's low. It's real low. Let's see if we can see Maybe the it was cars that was ten percent that are made or something. But it, there's. It's low. There's not very many cars being made. Mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of manufacturers we'll do don't even offer it in a lot of their it's models because you can with car, like with my Jeep it was $1000 more for an automatic than it was mm -hmm. for a manual. Like the manual is standard, then you had to pay extra to upgrade it. And so yeah. you're, you're doing that for all the cars. They just don't tell you. Oh yeah. They're automatic. Right, I don't like that. Like, no. So in 2018, manual transmissions accounted for 2% of all vehicle oh sales. <laughs> in the, this is in the Chicago Tribune, just as, mm -hmm. a, as, a, as a side note. 2%? 2%. That's Even terrifying. Though, I mean, it, and it just continued to drop less and less. Yeah. What's the percentage of people that can actually drive one? See, that one's a little bit harder because I don't think you could, unless you it'd send be, a survey out. It'd be census. very hard to measure. Because unless we could get the census to do it. I saw an article, so hey, census next year. Yeah, there we go, Donald Trump. We don't need that immigration question. We just need the, can you drive a stick? That's can you drive a stick? Uh, yeah, no, I, it's nice now just because I'm like, nobody's going to steal my car. Mm -hmm. So the U.S. News and World Report says that 18% of drivers know how to operate stick shit. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So like 18% yeah. of the population can steal my vehicle. So then, well, depending on, of course... We assuming that that is like a uniform distribution because yeah. it could be in Idaho that it yeah. could be higher because mm -hmm. tractors and what counts as yeah. you know, operate too. Yeah, that, can I, you, I can, can get, get it. I can turn it on. Yeah, or, yeah, but but yeah, it's crazy because that you know manual transmission used to be the only transmission. Mm. Oh man, it was so complicated. Have you ever like looked at how automatic transmissions work? Uh yeah, it's all pressure. Yeah, it's, it's and it's a bunch of channels. Um, Dan gears. Yeah, Daniel Coat in my class, he restored a a '66 Mustang. Okay. One of the automatic transmission ones. Oh man. Um, 
and I got to see the inside of the transmission. It's just a bunch of valves that uh, the transmission fluid runs through. Sure. And once it reaches a certain pressure, it pushes stuff into the right place, essentially. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Um, that's a that's a really explain like I'm five version of it. But yes, please, um, people, don't fix your transmission with this info. But uh, but it was super fascinating. Okay. There's there's other kinds too. There's like, um, if you're into motorcycles, a lot of the smaller ones have what they call a centrifugal clutch, um, which just allows you to shift gears without a clutch, essentially. So I don't know how that works, but I know what it's called. Okay. Um, I'm sure it has something to do with centrifugal force, since it's called a Whoa. centrifugal wow. clutch. Batman. Um, his detective. I know, right? <laughs> Um, they, they don't call me Captain Obvious for, uh, <laughs> no reason, but, but yeah, it's, it's pretty fascinating how much that's changed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're, we're losing skills left and right. No one knows how to balance oh. a, cha- a check. Oh, board. if we want to talk about losing skills, we have to talk about smartphones. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know. That's a bad thing though. Man, oh yeah. Automatics are easier. Yeah. We're getting more self- people can driving drive cars. Them. Yeah. So. More people can drive them. I don't think. It's. I mean, it's just changing times. I don't think it's a bad you, thing. You ready for this? I'm going to make the argument that people who drive manual vehicles are safer drivers. Oh, probably. That's BS. I get a discount on my insurance because it's manual because yeah. they're like, it's harder to text and drive. I'm like, mm, is it though? We should try it. Let, let's figure it out. All right. The freeway is right over here. It really there's, <laughs> there's very few circumstances that I've been like needed to engage like everything. You know what I mean? To like operate my vehicle if that makes sense like it's there like ter- there's been times i've like ter- been turning or whatever so, like certain things and i'm like crap this is kind of a pain mm-hmm. with my manual it doesn't happen very often like i don't really think i think it's just as easy to uh, be distracted while driving a manual but don't tell the insurance companies that <laughs> um see i felt the opposite way because uh i like, because I had to be paying attention to, like, oh, hey, like, I'm in third gear. I need to shift up. Now I'm in, oh. you know. How long, are you, how long have you driven a manual? I drove my Focus for three years. Okay. I mean, so, I don't even think about it now. Like, what gear I'm in. Yeah, but, like, you're still, like. There's a perception I forget, there. I forget I drive a manual until somebody really, like, points it out or actively. Like, that's, that's true. And I, I did, I get what you're saying. Like, I reached that point, but you're still, like. You're mo- you ready for this? You're more connected to the road, <laughs> yeah. um, but you're feel for my vehicle. Yeah, oh. you're way more. I think you're yeah. way more present driving a manual because yeah. in my truck now, I definitely know there's times, especially on the freeway, which happens in a manual too, or you know when you're, whenever you're just doing something simple where you get distracted and and not even necessarily with the phone. It's just like oh look at that, and then it's like oh shit, and I'm all over the place. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that people who drive manuals probably generally drive safer. Also, it's a lot harder to do something stupid in a manual. How so? Um, so like if you go to make a turn, you can't like take off out of a turn in fourth gear. I, oh, well, yeah. you, you can in some vehicles but that would have totally killed my focus like i had to downshift um you can't unless you're getting into like some muscle cars or sports cars it really limits a lot of your stupid capability (laughs) 
you know, like sp- speeding off, you know, in the middle of something or, you know. It can also make it easier because you got that's fair. Real nice control of your engine. Like with my Mustang, there's there were times I'm like trying to pass somebody and I couldn't or whatever. And I'm like, screw this, drop it down from fifth to fourth mm-hmm. and just be able to like just plow by people. And, and you do a lot faster. You could do it in automatic, but it would mm-hmm. take longer because you would have to like get to speed. You can't just. Mm-hmm. Like crank your RPMs up and floor it, and then yeah. back down. But yeah, I see what you're saying though. Yeah, but I think they're more fun too. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I drive automatics like so boring, thing, and I'm like, I'm gonna die. I'm yeah. so bored. Well, what about one with paddle mm-hmm. shifters? Those are fun. Um, I've I've never driven a car like that. Max's Max's Jaguar has paddle shifters. Um, I, I, only, I used them briefly, but because I was scared, I was like, oh, "How does this work?" I rented a. Uh, well, I guess I didn't rent. I got to drive in a rental, like Ford Fusion, that had paddle shifters, and it was only like a four cylinder, but it had. It was fun to take off mm-hmm. of it. I just mm-hmm. like I like them because I like you still get the control. Pew pew pew. And you mm-hmm. don't have to like because long road trips are sitting in like. Stop and go traffic in a manual's a nightmare. Stop oh, and go like traffic in a manual. Like, yeah, I'm over this. So your calf is, is just like bulging, yeah. holding down the clutch. And I'm worried eventually I'm going to be like lopsided because my left leg is going to be just ripped from <laughs> mm-hmm. keeping the clutch depressed. But I what like about being shifters. in a like a parking garage. It's parking kind of garages pain, aren't that bad. Well, oh, really? it depends on if you're going into a garage or leaving a garage. Well, no, leaving no. a garage super easy. You don't even have to put the car in That's gear. Like uh, yeah, just yeah. I'm thinking neutral. more. Yep. Good to go. Just roll down. I'm thinking more like traffic inside of a parking garage. Like you can't. Oh, that would be terrifying. Yes. Have you been downtown? Um, there's that one parking garage. It's like almost straight up. Yeah. That parking garage, like, think my Jeep has start assist, which is mm-hmm. so nice. It's like cheating. It takes the worst part of manual away. Um, it breaks for you, so it's got a little um, altimeter in it. That's cool. And so if it's leaned past a certain thing, it will hold the brakes while you accelerate and then let off the brakes. It feels like cheating. Um, but for instance like that, I'm like, thank God for this, because there there are parking garages that are, like, straight up, and mm-hmm. it's horrifying. I, I didn't really have a huge issue with... Uh you know getting started on a hill in my focus but then again that car i mean it was a four cylinder it had no power so i could drop the clutch and floor it and go nowhere real fast you know so that's on a hill that was you know just dropping the clutch and and yeah flooring it a bit wasn't it wasn't like i was gonna take off (laughs) and my mustang had a like there was a lot of travel in the clutch and it would grip Oof. like right away. And so it was really easy to kill it. And so hills weren't fun for that reason. Cause yeah. I'd have to like basically let it roll back and like get it moving mm-hmm. so and get the clutch to right, the right spot and then get going without like jumping the car or killing it. Mm-hmm. And so it was a pain. So it yeah, probably did vary by vehicle, but yeah, you, with the, I think with the like more standard commuter cars that were manual mm-hmm. transmission, it, I mean, if you knew how to drive a stick shift, then it it wasn't, you know, it, you'd have to really try to kill the engine. Yeah. But with uh, you know, sportier car, it probably it's a little more fine tuned, fine tuned. But you know, I love I love my manual. It's a good time. It's always fun to roll down hills. I want to get a Mustang. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I do miss my Mustang occasionally. I love my Jeep, but 
Four cars are fun. You just need to go buy one. What could yeah, go wrong? We just we, talked about we, this. We, we <laughs> did just. Hey. And... <laughs> I can't do that. I just got to invest. Just invest for five years, you can buy two. Yeah. What if? What am I investing in that can buy two of them? Lots of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're right. Never mind. What right. stock yield that return? That oh yeah. Kind of... Ooh. No, Bitcoin. You could probably, probably do it in five yeah, years. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully. Like ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you could, you could buy six Mustangs if you invested in Bitcoin ten years ago. You buy a lot more than that, depending on how much. I've yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah, it's back there. I'm all about Dogecoin. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> now all those cryptocurrencies—they're just a bunch of. It's a baloney. Yeah. It's absolute baloney. Why is it baloney? Well. Because they have no real value. <laughs> neither, neither does our money. So well, the, yeah, I know. Spoiler alert. I know that. Now, from a, it's kind of like I'd say it's, it's like currency manipulation. I mean, you could go online right now and trade, uh, like Iraqi dollars or whatever they have mm. electronically. Isn't it ruples? Don't they have ruples over there? Uh, I think that's India, Russia. There's there's multiple multiple countries yeah. that have ruples. The concept is the same, though. You it's are rupees, you are trying rupees. to determine how well a country is going to be doing by trading. I thought that was Zelda. It's both. It's okay. Weird. Yeah. But so, okay, but I mean, you can do that with our economy. So, the the Feds have just printed yeah, no, I don't billions think, recently, from a, like from overnight. It, they're like, oh shit, we need to bail this. Uh, um, I'm gonna place an order for ten billion dollars real quick. Yeah. Print that up. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. It's not really an investing. It's more of a you're you're in the the more the gambling area more than investing. Yeah, well, because uh, certain that. foreign currencies are so volatile. Like yes, um, I know from a lot of the people that went to the Philippines, they said they preferred American dollars. Mm. They told that oh, yeah, to my brother knows, when he yeah. went there too, yeah. because the American dollars were worth a dollar pretty consistently, yeah. whereas their money was like one day you may pay. I don't know what they use there. What. Is it yen? I think it's pesos. Or it pesos. pesos. Yep. Yeah, it might be 10 pesos, and the next day it might be 20 or 30. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's uh, But it's definitely, you're reaching the like penny stock gambling Absolutely. kind of territory. So that's why you do index funding. You, you invest in the United States Stock Exchange as an index, and you invest in the European Stock Exchange, Asian one, and you just, you can write out most of the, volatility by just investing in all these or different locations invest in dogecoin oh man <laughs> dogecoin dogecoin and ethereum don't buy dogecoin just kidding i don't have any i don't have any crypto i've thought about it um my buddy caleb's super into it or was at one point did he make a buttload of money i don't think so i mean i i know I know a lot of people that made a little money, but nothing, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Everybody has that like friend of a friend of a friend that made like three grand off of it, yeah. and then, then you know nothing well, after that. A lot that. of people got in uh, during that ridiculous bull run that I had. Yeah, last, the last bubble year, year last before. year. Um, and so a lot of people got in like oh, I just got burned and yeah, but they all, but it was just well, that was a lot of hype. People yeah, they the got in at the wrong time. Yeah. Like everybody got all excited about the stuff that had happened in the previous year about it, mm-hmm. and that's not how markets work. You don't just like yeah, it's like the gold rush, and mm-hmm. you know, 
the first guys that went there got loaded and then everybody rushed over there and then it's like, oh, well, there's no more gold. Mm -hmm. Well, no no way. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think cryptocurrency is super interesting because, like, they, they, like, mine that coin with their, like, six million graphic cards stacked into banks and... I don't well, even know what they're no, actually mining. <laughs> no, I think you're right. It's the, a math problem. The, yeah. The, the the concepts related to cryptocurrency, I think, apply to a lot of areas regarding technology. This, I know the joke is with blockchain. Everything has blockchain. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous right now. But it does it does serve a purpose for, um, I think, the area I've, I've seen it applied is with uh, databases. Mm-hmm. So there are things that, do benefit from this concept as cryptocurrency, but I don't think it's really going to take off. Honestly, I think the the tried and true method of countries having an associated currency with them are going to be relevant for a very long time. The world's becoming more and more global. It is global. But that's so, why we have the dollar. I mean, yeah, but that may change. And so I think I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. Hey, crypto will probably... I think continue to allow countries to improve the way they handle currency, but a decentralized platform, I don't think it's going to work because you could do it like with gold. You could have all of your gold sitting in a big, huge vault and bring back the gold standard, (laughs) but quite there, Ron Paul over there. (laughs) The problem though with gold is it's a physical thing and you're not going to, you're not going to be carrying around your, Oh yeah, you, know, you don't gold trade the coins gold. and your whatever. No, that's then, why you have and it's not it's hard gold to, coin. It's hard to or whatever you're gonna call it. Uh, oh, so you want he you wants want, a you currency bait, currency a, a, a cryptocurrency yeah, exactly. backed by gold. So it has okay. almost all the same benefits, but it is tied to like a Dude, physical start object. That. You better well, bleep the section out, man. Someone's gonna steal a section. Well, that's ex- essentially what the dollar used to be until yeah. the worst president was ever elected. Um, like eh. FDR. Uh, so Thanks for all those who want to know, yes. Just uh, making that clear. This is doubling down. Because yeah. I uh, don't like FDR, but oh. communist. Oh man. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, but yeah, I think the fact that our currency literally is worth nothing—it's probably worth less than the material that it's printed on—is mm-hmm. horrifying. It does. It's more. It's representative of our our country. That's basically all it is. Is that. It and it's backed by our military, really. Big guns. Should just start. Should uh, get Rain Wilson to actually start printing shroot bucks, and then <laughs> and then we could uh, shroot bucks and Stanley Nichols. And currency in general is just something we've all agreed on. Yeah, that has yeah. value. So I mean, it really you can make it anything. And so oh, you just, could. I don't. I don't. That's why I don't think Bitcoin's going to go away. Enough people have decided that this has value. And we're gonna use it, and then businesses now are jumping in on it and saying we accept mm-hmm. Bitcoin, and which right a... now people would really use it that way, just because there is a possibility you can make money with it. So there's a hair salon by my old office that uh, they always had a sign out front that was like we accept Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I was like that was it was just super weird to me, like because it's like are starting to do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll give you like just like you have the gas stations that's like three dollars with card. Two ninety with cash. They're starting to do it. They'll have, they're have setting a price for Bitcoin. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never actually bought anything with Bitcoin though. Me I, I don't know why you would right now. 
I don't. I staples out. I couldn't afford a whole Bitcoin. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't need to buy a whole <laughs> one though either. Well, isn't, I, yeah. Isn't yeah. that the biggest problem? Is that people want Bitcoin to be volatile so they can make money in it, but the whole point of a currency is a a stability trend. I think that's definitely an issue they face yeah. because a lot of people aren't getting into crypto because they're super pumped about being able to use crypto everywhere. Yes. They want to they want to make money they off of it. Yeah. So but I feel like and that's why investing should be different because if you think of it as a currency then it's not really investing. It's mm-hmm. gambling. Well, yeah. It's if it's a currency, you're you're really, I mean, you are investing, but you're investing because you don't want more of the currency. You want more of the dollar. You don't want more. You're not investing in it because you're wanting your Bitcoin to grow because your Bitcoin number stays the same. It's the, the right. U.S. dollar amount that's going up and down. You're right. But the ultimately what many advocates of cryptocurrency want is to just completely disregard anything that the dollar is doing mm. you want to be able to just live your life be able to get paid in bitcoin i pay your rent with bitcoin i will say the really cool thing about crypto is that the government is not the united states government isn't any involved any government anymore. yeah is not involved at all they really can't be and it's no one can be it's not really trackable it's you know i think those are all it's trackable, but only to your ledger address. Yeah. So, and you can have hundreds of them, or mm-hmm. but yeah. Which I think is really cool because in our technological age, like privacy is pretty much non-existent. Mm-hmm. Like if if somebody wanted all the information about me, they could probably get a hold of it one way or another in probably a half hour. Mm-hmm. You know. So, um, yeah, I think that's. I mean the government could probably, you know, subpoena my my search results from Google from Cable One. Uh, and they wouldn't even Why just make you smile? Like, hey, Google, yeah. we need these. And Google's yeah. like, hey, cool, give us a second to send it to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Which even, is terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, so. Did you see the... Starting to sound like a terrorist cell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the government to right, have my search right, results. Some, well, no, some healthy skepticism. <laughs> hey, while we're all at it, let's just say hi to the NSA real quick. Hi, hey, NSA. what's up? Um, but oh, um, did you see the? I think it was in Oregon. The article about uh, Oregon or Washington. The lady got arrested, um, and they forced her to open her phone. I remember hearing about it, but yeah, I don't remember the, anything else. Uh, they forced her to type her pin code in. I think it was. Yeah, didn't they determine mm-hmm. that's unconstitutional? Yeah, that, that, would, that should be yeah, unconstitutional. So, well, yeah. yeah, so people are up in arms. So the the lawyers fighting and they're going to take it to the next court or whatever. Yes. But it's just like that's sketchy as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. So this is totally tangential, but I in well, yeah, you know, I get it. I get that. Um, None of us brought topics. I yeah, that's true. I love me a good like cop drama TV show. Blue Bloods. I watched I watched the first few seasons of Blue Bloods. I enjoyed yeah. that. I need to finish it. Um, Blind Spot was good. Um, I've heard of that there's before. um, it's on Hulu. Um, it's uh, it's a bit more sci-fi. Um, this chick. I I won't get into it. Never mind. Forget I talked about Blind. Well. 
I talked about Blind Spot because it's a cop drama. Anyways, um, I uh, I've had this theory because if you ever watch one of those Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights don't exist in those TV shows. No, they just no, like no, no, it's it's horrible oh, okay. for for television. It's like mm-hmm. we've got the bad guy. We know he's in that room. All right, let's wait for a war. You know what I yeah. mean? Like oh, that yeah, doesn't yeah, work yeah. for a TV show. But um, I kind of have this tinfoil hat theory that media pushes cop dramas like that and that kind of stuff in those TV shows so that people normalize that behavior from from government entities. I could see that. Um, this is sounding really tinfoil hat. But, I mean, that's also what we're here. But, uh, but yeah, I've kind of had that... Uh, that conspiracy theory for a while because like criminal minds definitely no fourth or fifth amendment rights in that so, tv show <laughs> what, what would the media gain from that though they Stop using occam's razor i don't appreciate I this i love occam's razor <laughs> um the i don't know if the well funded by the, the media government. government industrial complex gains <laughs> from it um but uh I'm not. I haven't really thought about it that far. I'm not sure what they the media specifically would gain, but I think as a propaganda tool for the government, they'd gain a ton oh, of I can it. Because if people, if you don't question things, then you know you you're just a, a sheep at that point. Wake up, sheeple! Uh, <laughs> wake up, sheeple! Oh. That's funny. We're what thirty minutes in, and Tristan's already. Spit out three tinfoil hat theories Paul, called people sheep, gold standard, FDR is a horrible president. Uh, this is so funny. <laughs> I'm not going to have any content for the next time we... Uh, uh, are we going to do multiple a day? Or are we doing one? Multi-day. Because we talked about doing a couple littler ones. Wait, we could do that too. Out. I don't know. What are we at? Somebody's phone's ringing. That's yeah, mine. I just turned it. It should stop. What? My watch. Oh, I was like, what is my ringing? What? So yeah, we could close this podcast out. We've got lots of I'm stuff. I'm not trying to. to like end it, but since Tristan mentioned content of podcast, I don't know if we we didn't plan this at all. Well, we did, mm-hmm. but we well, all we've been forgot. talking for about 45 minutes now. How long do we want our podcasts to be? At least three hours. Rules are overrated. I, yeah. Well, this this isn't a rule. This is a what Guidelines do we want to make this? I don't know. If we had an audience, we could ask our audience. Hmm. Well, we got the NSA. Let's just see if they respond. <laughs> yeah, we could talk to the NSA about it. They'd probably just tell us to stop searching weird stuff because somebody has to look at that. <laughs> yeah. It's the sixth time you've looked at the hentai today. Oh, stop. Can you please stop? I feel like they've got they've got beef with some people. It's like, dude, stop, please. There's just some poor dude that's just scarred for life sitting at his desk. I don't know. I've scarred myself on Reddit, and no, so where's this going? That's uh, yeah. I've hacked into all your guys' computers. Oh, I watch so everything you do. Oh man. Good times. Yeah, let's wrap it up here. Let's get the pause. All right, guys. Tristan, uh, at the end of Tristan's rambling. Yeah, <laughs> I can ramble more if you'd like. Second one though. Of course, yeah. Well, you guys are down. I don't care. We we, we still have a name for this podcast though. Is 
Oh, let's, gosh. let's wrap this one up. Is it gonna come up with a name and some ideas for the next one? Okay. All right. I'll, I'll and splice then, in the name a, afterwards. That was a good. That was a good run. Yeah. All right. I think that went really well, and I really enjoyed this. Okay. Well, we're right. not done, so calm down. Oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. So. Thanks for uh, listening. We will be back in the next episode. All right, everybody. Deuces. Adios. Bye.